0: Welcome, episode five of the Elemental Health podcast. Welcome. Um, This one's going to be what we're going to call an in-between episode. So there's no interview e on this one. It's just me, um, a short sharp um, injection of hopefully some some interesting information and uh, based on some Q and A feedback from you guys. Um, So we just jump straight in and I'm going to try and keep this sort of sort short, sweet, and and nutritious. Um, So. I have a couple of different Facebook groups out there where I sort of engage with guys, coaching clients, bits and pieces. And, um, the, you know, the, the chat's interesting, always based around um, health and, and wellness and fitness and, and all things um, thereabouts. Um, and, and obviously, people are constantly posting questions. So, what I've done um, in the early stages of this show, as we're in, um, is I pulled out a, a quite an interesting question there that should lead me on to a little bit of a chat about um, fat loss. And and kind of my view on that, because people, people tend to stop me and accost me and when we're out about, and I tell them I'm a health coach, they tend to ask me sort of, how do I get fit, how do I lose shit? I get, get in shape, I've got this bit of fat on my belly I want to lose, and, and you know, th- those sort of questions always pop up, and um, it's always an interesting one to field, because without knowing anything about the person that stood in front of you, or, or, or messaging you, or whatever, it's really, really tricky as a coach to try and give them quality advice. Um, And that's uh, it's always worth bearing in mind you know what i always say is your health is is your responsibility and it's up to you to take ownership um and and in this day and age it's really easy to try and look for an external uh, medium or an external person uh, tool tactic that's gonna gonna kind of turn up on your doorstep and solve all of your problems and (laughs) that's just simply never the case um the results come through consistency and taking ownership, um, and usually, usually, not always. Usually, it's the simplest, most basic answers and the most basic um, habits that get the the most results, and and that can be seen not just in kind of um, the stuff that I do, but at, at sort of the, the really um, elite performer level, and and whether we talk about elite sports people or. Um, elite business people, elite athletes, any um, sort of fighters, boxers, whatever you want to look at. Fundamentally, they're doing the basics very, very well. That's step one, and that's what they do consistently. They then layer on some interesting tools and tactics, but without that bedrock of foundation of the basics um, and the consistency in their training, um, that they're, they're building on sand and they just simply don't do it. So the, the best of the best just simply don't do that. Um, but as lay people, all we see is the finished product. So it's really easy to say, well, yeah, he's got the best um, best tool, best tactic, or he's got the best trainer for the last six weeks, and that's why he's the best. Um, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg that we see um And that therein lies the problem because we get drawn to something where we can just see the absolute tip of the iceberg and we don't understand the work that's gone in to create create what we see, um, everything that's under the waterline, as they say. So um, with that said, let's try and um, jump in and actually answer a question that popped up. Um, it's, quite, it's one that, that does come up uh, on a regular basis. I'm sure there's plenty of pros out there um, listening who have had this question over and over again in their careers. Um, so one of the guys, um, he, he's jumped in and he said, um, I'm 90% happy with my body. Just need that final sculpt to be totally satisfied. Uh, trains a decent amount every week. Um, high intensity, resistance, clean diet. Doesn't drink um, on the scales. He's sort of um, what a, a decent weight, I would say, for his size and height. Um, but the last layer of belly fat stares me out every morning. I'm sure some of us can relate to that. Um, and you know, he's, he's kind of asking the question of how, how do I shift that final layer of belly fat, even though he's got potentially really healthy habits or, or that's what's suggested in, in the post that he's, he's left up um, for me to answer. Um, and dives into the, the sort of the ca- calorie count a little bit in, in, in the, in the notes. Um, and it, it kind of looks like on the surface of it that he's in a, in a calorie deficit, um, with lots of movement, lots of activity. Um, So it's it's tricky because um, I think what happens is guys, and this is a guy, um, age undetermined, I think, uh, early 50s, healthy guy, been very active, ex-military, I believe, um, and he's potentially doing a lot of things right. Um, Certainly seems that way, but um, it's that final bit of kind of... um, I guess, in a way, aesthetics, but, but more importantly, kind of just feeling good and, and feeling like he's really achieving his goals that he's looking for an answer to. Now, the question that he's posing, really, the crux of it is, I'm in a def- I, I, I think I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm doing lots of activity, which suggests that I am in a calorie deficit. Why am I not losing fat anymore? um and that's you know that's a really tricky question to answer without speaking to this guy and 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 kind of getting to the crux of of the routine and what's going on what's going on because on, on the face of it that kind of makes sense you know input output very simple equation and you know the simple things do tend to work unfortunately as we get older our metabolism changes our hormones change a lot as well and we fundamentally need to think about things slightly differently. So, a simple approach of calorie in, calorie out, activity in, activity out, and, and um, doing doing things that way might not give us the answers that we need in order to progress. Um, and I think that's probably the case in this in this one. Um, and it's 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 tricky because you kind of want to you want to get someone moving in the right direction as quickly as possible. Um, and there are a few different approaches which I'll dive into, um, but these are very general approaches. And like I, I'm always saying, it's about finding a bespoke solution that works for you and taking ownership. Um, and there's lots of different things that, uh, that, that that could be done and could be tested um, in order to shift that belly fat that this guy's <laughs> desperately trying to shift. Um, fundamentally, though, if we step outside that for a second, uh, you know... The question inevitably, certainly with my guys, and it's what I'm always drilling into when I talk about mindset and, and um, health versus fitness and that, that kind of conundrum is why. So we always need to understand our why. Why are we focused on shifting a little bit of belly fat That's a symptom of something that's happening in your body, um, which fundamentally, um, if you want to think about it like this, is is a symptom of something that's happening in your mind. So it's always worth just stepping away and just pondering that for a few seconds, no matter what you're doing or what you're facing in life, because that's how everything starts. Um, So with with that said, I'm going to dive straight in and and kind of... um, Go into uh, some generic uh, tools and tricks and well, no, they're not tricks, tools and tips that, that people can take away and, and try um, to try and shake things up effectively. Because if what you're doing is not working, you have to change your approach and you might even have to change your beliefs around um, a certain topic or subject or shift your beliefs. Sometimes um, temporarily, sometimes for good in order to get the result that you're looking for. So, how do we shift the belly fat? Well, okay. So you, you you probably gather that I'm not a massive fan of kind of calorie counting and just looking at, at sort of symptoms and and you know uh, one one plus one sort of attitude. I always like to dig a bit deeper and try and understand what's going underneath, um, going on underneath, and I think. For me, it's about understanding where the gaps are and finding the gaps and then fixing them yourself. And that's the whole ownership piece. Um, so I think, but <laughs> that said, so I think the the kind of initial uh, response would be to really analyze your diet and just ensure we are um, excluding sugars, uh, Dairy, we can experiment with, and then we're we're really using sort of um, slow-burning carbohydrates, uh, which are by by the very nature are, are low in their glycemic index, so so low-sugar carbohydrates that that take longer to burn, um, and and fewer as well, um, depending on your body type. So, if we are really clean and are removing obvious sugars. Um, and sweeteners you know the, the the manufactured stuff we can then go a layer further and look at what other sugars and, and bits and pieces are in our diet that aren't, uh, aren't uh, as obvious to see so we can look at you know how much fruit what kind of fruit we're eating um, what kind of carbohydrates we're taking on board and and sort of and try and clean that error up in terms of sugars we can then look at the type of carbohydrates that we're taking on board and we can then try and clean that up so we can go for much slower burning carbohydrates. I'm, I'm a massive advocate of a plant, plant-based approach. So it's not just about burning the fat off, but about having a nice healthy life. And we know that having a plant, plant-based approach is, is gonna get us the micronutrients um, as well as the macronutrient requirement and, and ha- have us live a much healthier life. Um, so processed carbohydrates are not what we want because uh, on the whole they're very fast burning um and they and and also that they're processed and there's all sorts of other gunk in there um that you don't want to have if you're trying to clean up your diet so sugars carbohydrates um and then for me i think dairy as well needs to be ripped out because um a lot of the evidence suggests that it just slows us down whatever we're doing it kind of slows us down so um, and, you know, for me, certainly as soon as I started getting dairy out of my diet, um, my my body fat and, and certain, certainly the aesthetics cleaned up really, really quickly. And I've seen that result in clients and I've seen that result in, in, in lots of people I've met as well. And we've had similar chats around sugar and dairy. Um, so I would um, I would rip out all dairy, maybe only temporarily, because I know a lot of people kind of like and, and live on that stuff, but it can be very addictive. Um, the cheeses and the, and then those bits and pieces can be very addictive. Um, and very salty so it's a good idea to kind of pull that out and just um go without it when we're trying to burn off that um fat what else so those are three areas of the diet a sort of high level we can interrogate and say right bang 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 let's try and strip all that stuff out see how we get on believe me um if you find some um Answers in that area, and you start to experiment with that stuff. You will see the results come through very, very quickly. Like anything, it's about being consistent and finding what works for you, and finding what you what what works in your um, your weekly um, routine as well, and and fits in with your your sort of habits. Um, and but I do find there's a lot of sneaky sugars and sneaky dairies that that are out there, and and people don't necessarily realize how much um, of those that they're taking on board. So you really do have to put a microscope on what you're doing. Uh, and you know, things like a food diary, a food journal um, sounds a bit kind of naff and, and people don't like writing stuff down. And they're like, oh, I'm not far. I don't need to go and write stuff down. But you, you, if you want results, if you want to get to where you want to get to, you need to be analytical and you need to. You need to put yourself under a microscope. You need to hold yourself accountable. And the, the simplest way to do that is just write shit down. Because there's nowhere to hide. Um, good. So we cover that sort of a uh, high level, the, the diet components. I think... For me, you know, like everything, I just try and keep it really, really simple. Um, we know we need to eat lots of greens. We know we need to eat lots of veg, um, and we know that that's going to promote a healthy body. So make sure we're not we're not kind of skipping really healthy, nutritious components to our diet. Um, so if we've really kind of cleaned that up, um, we can then additionally try and look at. Um, cycling the the components of of kind of carbohydrate protein and fat cycling through those to find an optimal level and this is getting quite granular Um, but it you know uh, for a temporary period to try and find uh, a balance for you it's, it's it's usually a really really good idea um just having a slurp of coffee um so what we can do is try and pull out the percentage of carbs that we have in our diet so reduce that down see how our body um, compensates and see how our, our body composition changes as well. Um, and we can do that over a over sort of four, six-week process, um, just removing or, or lowering the carbohydrates. Um, if, you're, if you're doing everything at, the, at once, or removing sugar, removing carbs, you're going to feel pretty shitty because we get so addicted to these things. Um, it's very, very easy to have a, a, a sugar addiction. Um, and lots of people are out there for sure are suffering. So as soon as you start pulling this stuff out, um, you're going to take a bit of a dip in energy. Um, moods as well would be effective. So it's worth thinking about that sort of stuff. But yeah, cycling through your carbohydrate um, percentage ratios is definitely something that can be looked at. Um, and and again, it can be very, very, very effective. Um and you in that process you will find a, a nice balance for you so if you try and rip out all that every single carbohydrate and go completely keto um, the first two or three weeks is going to be hell on earth for you um, and then your body will start to find some sort of equilibrium um, but you can do it on a, on, on a much lesser scale of that and just try and um, reduce it down see how you feel and try and find a nice balance between um, your, your carbohydrates your proteins and your fats what um, one one point on proteins that I think people um, tend to gloss over is certainly going up, growing up as a, as a young guy. You're like protein, protein, protein. Give me the protein powder. I don't need water. I'm just going to guzzle it dry. <laughs> and. And that kind of uh, falls over into sort of uh, more mature guys as well because, you know, guys pretty much, we're, we're, we're pretty um, immature in the way we think about lots and lots of things and we tend to carry through what we think is a good idea all the way through our 20s, into our 30s, into our 40s, into our 50s. Now, one thing we do know now, and um, I, I, w- I will talk more about this in detail because proteins is a really, really interesting subject. Um, but one thing we know is, Excuse me, meat proteins or reducing meat proteins will, will help us to live a longer, healthier life. Um, and that's why the plant-based movement is, is growing um, and is gathering a lot of scientific interest because of the longevity aspects of taking meat proteins out of your life. Now, when you're young and you want to build muscle and get strong, athletic and grow as, as a mature, uh, into a mature man, you need proteins and arguably meat proteins are are a good great source of proteins for someone who's growing up and wants to be big and strong and tough however as soon as you get a little bit older and you're thinking about longevity and health that uh, equation no longer works and you need to start thinking differently about your protein sources and the amount of protein you're taking on board simply put Reduce the amount of protein, reduce the amount of animal protein and reduce the total number of calories that we consume, um, the healthier we will be at a very a very high level, 30,000 view of, of kind of longevity, um, certainly from my understanding of, of the research that I've done. So that's something to bear in mind when we're kind of playing with our ratios um, in regard to this question that's come through. So, yeah, so we can look at how many, how much, what percentage fats we got, what percentage protein we've got, and what percentage of carbohydrate. Um, And really, you know, as a guy moving into their 40s or 50s or older, or even a a girl that's doing the same, and and you're kind of in that conundrum of like, I want to be fit and strong, but I also want to have a really long and healthy, happy life. um, It's worth thinking, well, I want to shift my focus from loads of protein to actually healthy fats um, and a really balanced plant-based nutritionally rich or micronutrient rich diet. But yes, we can look at those, those different ratios and play with that to try and work out what's going to work well for us. Um, Gone are the days where um, you're kind of pounding bowls and bowls of pasta before a rugby game. Um, like I did, it's just not the wisest way to operate. Um, And then moving more getting a more granular approach again is we can we can um go into this very popular um, movement now of, of intermittent fasting uh, and try and uh, period, look at the periodization of our food intake or calorie intake over a 24 hour 128 hour week um, so we can look at uh, when we take food on board and if we have a massive window of uh, fasting then the, the benefits there we can we can try and flick into a bit of a fat burning mode um, and generally we can also you know, we're restricting our calories effectively, so the body is is is, is creating a more of a, a more of a a kind of a demand for burning fat as well because uh, it's not getting uh, the, it's not getting the constant food intake, and it's also not getting the signals as well. That's important to focus on. It's not getting the signals for a constant food intake, uh, which are just as important because it's going to release all those hormones. Um, so it's not getting those two things in, um, and it's been you know widely proven that that the, these can have very uh, positive health benefits and obviously get through um, get through fat as well. Uh, very, very popular these days. Um, something that I indulge in. So I'm, I usually try and do a, a 20, 24-hour fast every week. And, and as some of you know, I did a, a five-day fast at the start of the year just to sort of kickstart 2019. Um, and yeah, for sure, you, your body's going to flip over. You know, you do an extended fast, your body's going to flip over into fat-burning mode and, and you know, any sort of fat, fat you've got will start to get chewed through. Um, and yeah, have a look at my YouTube channel if you want a bit more details on that longer fast that I did, um, took, took, took something out of me and it certainly, uh, made me think about a few interesting components. Um, so that, those are like the kind of the, the, the kind of big, big wins and, and the things to look at initially. Like I said, it's really important to understand your why. Um, but also what's really important is understanding Uh, the stresses in your life because um, fundamentally we could get everything right in terms of nutrition um, when we're eating what we're eating the ratios of carbohydrates the proteins the fats if we're stressed if we're not rested if we're not resting well um, if we're taking too many stimulants on board then our metabolism will be fundamentally altered um, and therefore your your ability to process um, calories and 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 be active and, and burn through fat as well um, will be uh, severely impaired and that's something we see all the time as pros so we see guys that are coming through and they say well I've tried this diet I've tried this diet I've tried this diet and actually on the face of it they have done that but they're not getting any results um, and you really need to switch fire and look at the stresses in your life and and start to understand what's going on there um and because on a physiological level never mind an emotional uh, psychological level on a physiological level um if we get in big stresses in our lives that we're not dealing with um we're constantly in a sort of flight or flight a fight or flight mode and there's a lot of um uh, adrenal response and our adrenal glands get get sort of burnt out um our cortisol stress hormones are really really high all the time um and we're constantly in this in a, this kind of state of fear and and Digestion is very poor and there's, there's a whole wealth of things that happen or don't happen because you're in this constant state of stress on your body. Um, so make no mistake, you know, stress kills, um, the biggest killer out there. And that's what you need to be looking at as well as everything else that we talk about. Um, and that's kind of that's the crux of, uh, of, of, of what needs to happen really is, is to understand your stresses. And that's always where you need to start. Because um, that will lead to the why of, of what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing really in terms of health and fitness and, um, and everything else in your life. So um, don't underestimate how much impact um, stress, whether you're aware of the stress or not, is having on your health um, and your ability to burn fat, um, to process food um, and, and to, to just be healthy. Um, yeah, so just a, a sober thought to think on, to ponder on there um whilst we wrap up this um solo podcast it's been interesting stood here on my own no one no one uh, to talk to just talking about just uh, trying to freestyle it um as usual guys i'm not um i'm not trying to read through a script of, of information to give you i'm just kind of freeballing to try and give you an idea of things to think about and i'll try and make everything as simple as possible because i don't want to dive into the details um of the scientific Uh, components because what I tend to find is people kind of glaze over switch off and and don't take that stuff in so I inherently try and link it to a story or link it to um, a a point of reference that's meaningful for for people out there and and not get bogged down in in kind of um, x and y x and y x and y because ultimately you will always find um if you go digging you will find um Examples and evidence for both sides of the fence, usually. Um, And then it kind of becomes a situation of, well, which one do I choose? And usually we decide, especially as lay people, we decide to um, do neither. So we sit on the fence and we're indecisive and we don't take action, which is, in my opinion, fundamentally the absolutely wrong thing to do. Um, We need to take massive action in order to transform ourselves, to make change. Um, And that's why we need to keep it simple, be consistent, and keep moving in the right direction. See you on the next one.